Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. No, Father Simon said he doesn't usually wear pink, but I do think you found your color. Looks great. Looks great on you. I want to tell you about a problem I ran into earlier this week. A problem. Now, if you were here last week, like, uh, like many of you, perhaps, I was so roused by Father Simon's homily, so moved, that I immediately, I couldn't control myself, I immediately ran out to buy a chicken Big Mac. <laughs> now, if you don't know what a chicken Big Mac is, let me explain. It's like a Big Mac, except with chicken. Yeah, I know. Brilliant, right? Absolutely brilliant. Now, it was a limited time offer, and I know an opportunity when I see it, so I wasn't going to let this thing pass me by, right? So I ran out and had high expectations, but there was a problem. I rolled up to that drive-thru, and I gave my order. I want a chicken Big Mac meal and upsize that drink to a shamrock shake. And then I heard those three dreaded words, I'm sorry, sir, we're out of chicken Big Macs. Yeah, I know. You feel it, right? And then it's like at that moment, everything just went dark. I blacked out. I don't know what happened to me. Next thing I know, I wake up at the dining room table and I'm eating a McDouble. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> and ever since that problem, it's like I've been wandering in the wilderness ever since, you know? Just in a, a daze. Now, perhaps you've faced a problem in your life that sent you into the wilderness. That kind of place in our life where we we're wandering, we may feel lost, vulnerable, uh, come confronted with our weakness because there's a problem that we don't know how to fix, or what to do about it. Now we're in this series, Into the Wilderness, as we journey through Lent, and Lent is often a time that we enter into the wilderness. Now what, this is a good actually a good thing in the end, because in the scripture, spiritually, biblically, the wilderness is a very important place, because it's a place of encounter with God. Now, there's different reasons we end up in the wilderness, right? Whether sometimes we're driven into the, we're led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God, like that happened in Jesus in his time. Sometimes we're led through the wilderness in a time of transition, like the people of God, when, when God led them out of uh, bondage in Egypt through the wilderness of the promised land. But sometimes we end up in the wilderness because problems drive us there. Like in the case of David or Elijah, who escaped into the wilderness because there were people seeking to kill them. Now I want to talk about the problems today that often send us into the wilderness. Because we all got problems. I got problems. You definitely have problems, right? <laughs> we got little problems, Big Mac problems, 
all kinds of problems. And when the problem, though, with problems is that sometimes we can't see past them. Right? The problems are so big, we can't see beyond the problem. And so, what do we do? Well, I submit that when we face problems, we can often turn to the wisdom of the Gospels. Because in the, today's Gospel, we see a man who literally couldn't see past his problem because he was blind. And so as we heard, um, Jesus walked along perhaps with, the, with his disciples and he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him a very interesting question, Rabbi, which means teacher, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now this is a question that often arises in our hearts when suddenly we're confronted with a problem so big and we don't know what to do. We don't know how to fix it. We often seek to understand and we begin to ask questions because we're looking for someone to blame. Now sometimes we have problems and we begin to ask, is this my fault? What did I do to deserve this? Right? Perhaps you've heard this. You, you maybe thought this question like, your depression is your fault. Your anxiety is because of your behavior. Your illness is a punishment for something you've done. And, and who hasn't asked these questions? Lord, Lord, why did you let this happen? Are you punishing me? Why won't you take this away? Now, Jesus' answer to this question is very illuminating because it's not what we might expect. When the disciples ask this question, Jesus gives a very different answer. Now, now, mind you, problems sometimes arise as the consequence of our decisions. That's very true. But sometimes our problems are nobody's fault. You see, Jesus says, in this case, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed. Now that's a very different perspective on the problem at hand. So, God permits problems, why? To demonstrate his power. You see, God doesn't just permit any problem. He only permits the problems that he intends to bring even greater good out of. Now that takes a lot of trust, and that's, sometimes it's really difficult to believe or accept. And often it doesn't mean that he's just simply going to remove the problem, but he will use the problem. Our problems are sometimes God's opportunities. Why don't you say that? Say, turn to your neighbor and say that. My problem is his opportunity. Go ahead. Turn to the person next to you. Yeah, yeah be, be, be kind. You know, be friendly. My problem is his opportunity. Okay, so sometimes he uses our problems as an opportunity to demonstrate his power. How does he do that in this case? Well, Jesus does something really weird, right? You probably heard this scripture, or some of you probably heard this scripture many times. So Jesus, uh, he approaches the blind man, 
He spits on the ground. <laughs> right? He takes that saliva. He, he works it into the dirt to create some mud. And then what does he do? Can I have a volunteer to uh, <laughs> volunteer from the crowd? I'd like to demonstrate. Father Simon, why don't you come over here? <laughs> All right. He takes the saliva mud pie and smears it in the guy's eye. Gross. Like, Jesus, what's up with that? That's bizarre. Why would you do that? Now, some of you have probably heard this scripture all many, many times. It always, like, uh, every time I hear this, I'm like, what? What's going on here? Why would you do this? And so this is a bit of a side, but I know nothing else. You're not going to listen to anything else until I answer this question. So um, why does he spit into the dirt and smear it in the guy's eyes? Okay, well, here's the reason. Kneading dough, so working with dough to make bread, and by analogy, kneading dirt would have been prohibited. It was among the the the, the 39 classes of work forbidden to do on the Sabbath by the Jewish rabbinic tradition. So that means that the Jewish uh, religious leaders had had scribed laws that were interpretations of Scripture. It's not written, strictly speaking, in Scripture. That you could not do this kind of work on the Sabbath. Now Jesus does this precisely as a way to provoke a confrontation with the Pharisees because he's going to test what's in their hearts. Now, Jesus never actually breaks the law directly, but he does challenge it. Now, that's, I think, the really practical reason, but I think there's some deeper spiritual reasons, too. Because, see, it's also reminiscent that in the book of Genesis, at the beginning, when God created man, he created him from the dust of the earth. And so we see Jesus accomplishing a recreation of a new humanity, right? Using the dust of the earth in this man. But I think also on another level, it speaks to the fact that all of us at various times in our journey will find ourselves in places and it gets messy. It gets dirty. And that Jesus does not stand far away, but he is willing to get into the nitty-gritty, the grimy, the dirty, nasty parts of our lives in order to accomplish his healing. And so he does. Because after he sends, after he smears that saliva into the blind man's eye, He sends him off to wash in the waters of Siloam. And I'd be like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to wash this off. You know, like you don't need to tell me to go wash this off. And so he goes and he washes it off. And what happens? A miracle. He can see. Now for all of us, now Jesus really heals a blind man historically, physically, But the blind man, the man born blind from birth, also represents all of us born into a state of original sin, a fallen human condition in which we are blind. But by faith 
and baptism, being washed anew in the waters of life, our eyes are open to the new reality in light of who Jesus is and who God is. And, it, it, it help, and we see all of life in a new way. And so for the blind man, and for all of us, the impossibility of the problem, there is no way in any stretch, any, any possible world, where the blind man could have healed himself. And the impossibility of the problem became the opportunity for God to demonstrate his power. And then, so the blind man goes, and that creates a stir, because here's this guy who can see, and we want to know what happened. He's brought before the Pharisees, and they're like, who did this on the Sabbath? And, and here's the thing. The blind man doesn't even know fully what happened. He's never laid eyes on Jesus. All he heard was this voice telling him to go wash in Siloam. He doesn't know who Jesus is. He's never seen him. He's never dialogued with Jesus. And so he says, all I know is I was blind, but now I see. And I think that speaks to how in many of our journeys we might find ourselves in places and, and there's something happening inside of us. Some of you probably are here today and you don't even know why you're here. But that God somewhere, somehow, way, is working in the background of your life to accomplish his work in you, through your problems, through your challenges, your trials, your tragedies, whatever. And he's drawing you to himself, and he wants to open your eyes. See, Jesus isn't just satisfied with working a miracle, because in the, at the end, what he wants is a relationship with the blind man. He's drawing him to himself. And so Jesus, he circles back, and he finds the blind man. Now, from the blind man's perspective, he hasn't seen Jesus, right? His eyes are open when he goes and washes in the pool of Siloam. And so from his perspective, he sees this strange man walking towards him, probably with a retinue, his disciples, who begins to dialogue with him. And Jesus asks him, do you believe in the Son of Man? And the blind man says, well, like, like, tell me, who is he, sir, that I might believe in him? This, this man who healed me, who gave me sight? And Jesus says, you have seen him, and the one standing before you is he. Just imagine that moment for a second. You have lived your whole life in darkness. You've never seen the smile of someone you love. You've never seen the, the beauty of a sunset. And suddenly, your eyes are open to reality for the first time. And you're standing, dialoguing with somebody as you gradually come to the realization that this is the man who opened your eyes. You can almost see the tears streaming down his face as he gazes into the eyes of Jesus. And how does he respond? He says, Yes, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Wow. See, Jesus uses the problems of our lives 
to draw us to himself. That's what he wants. And the problem is not actually the problem. See, our problem is, is our perspective. Because to Jesus, that man's blindness is not a problem. He can just take it away. See, the, the, our problem, whatever problem you face in your life right now, that you're struggling with, that maybe you've been praying like, God, take this away from me. Your problem cannot impede the power of God from working in your life. See, to God, your problem is not an obstacle. He doesn't see your problem that way. In fact, your problem is often the very means by which he will draw you to himself and reveal the kind of God that he is. Now, I was reminded of this uh, recently, and how many of you know we need to be reminded of this kind of thing pretty regularly because there's new problems all the time. It's still uh, a little bit raw, so I won't get into the details, but suffice to say that I had a problem, a series of failures that uh, were even slightly worse than the great chicken Big Mac debacle of 2023, okay? Slightly more painful. And I'll tell you, all that I could see was the problem. And it seemed impossible. And as a consequence, my personal failure left me feeling deeply discouraged. Deeply discouraged and powerless. And it was while Max and Gavin were here, who the, the two young men who led us on our parish mission, uh, they were amazing, so if you missed that, you can, you can watch what they had to say in our parish mission. But afterwards, they gave us, uh, they, you can watch what they said on our YouTube page, excuse me. After the parish mission, they gave a retreat to the staff, and they were leading us, they were giving us talks, and they were leading us through some reflections. And it was during the prayer time, I was praying with some scriptures, and just feeling so broken and defeated and discouraged. And it was while I was praying that I felt like God said to me, Alex, your problem is not the problem. Your problem is that you see my greatness through the lens of your weakness. But I want you to see your weakness through the lens of my greatness. You see my greatness through the lens of your weakness, but I want you to see your weakness through the lens of my greatness. And let me tell you, it was like my eyes were opened, and there I could, I could see my problem. And next to God in his glory and his majesty and his power and his mercy and his love, my problem was insignificant. My problem was perspective. And I think this speaks to the reality that it's in prayer that we experience the power and the presence of God and obtain the perspective that we need on the problems in our lives that we all face and are coming for all of us at different times. It's in that time set aside to be with God every day where my problems come into their, their proper position 
before the power and the glory of God for whom my problems are not a problem. They're opportunities for His grace, for His mercy, and for His love. And so I offer this little prayer for you to bring into your prayer time. If you're struggling with a problem, Lord Jesus, open my eyes to see my weakness through your greatness. Why don't you just just pray that with me right now? Lord Jesus, open my eyes to see my weakness through your greatness. Because here's the thing. Only Jesus can open our eyes. From our point of view, the problems are so big, we can't see beyond them. Whether you're discouraged by an addiction you can't seem to beat, or you're debilitated by depression, or, you're, or anxiety, or you feel lost, alone, isolated, whether you have a broken heart, or you're grieving, or whether you have a people problem or a personal problem, whether it's a trial or a tragedy, I feel like Jesus is saying, I don't want you to see the problem. I want you to see me. And so I'd like to pray for you uh, right now, if I can, pray with you, because I believe that this season of Lent, God is going to give some of you a perspective on your problems that perhaps you've been praying for for a long time. And I believe Jesus is going to open some eyes today to see the problem in a new light, that your problem is not a problem for God, but in fact is the opportunity to show his power. And so, why don't you just bow your head with me as we pray. And you can maybe just consent or join me in your heart. Pray along with me. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Lord Jesus, we pray today that you would open my eyes to see my weakness through your greatness. Lord, I pray for the discouraged, the despairing, the grieving, the fearful, the lost, the lonely, the confused, the worried. Lord Jesus, open our eyes today to see our weakness through your greatness. Because Lord, You are bigger than our problems. And with the blind man, we say, Lord, I believe. I believe that my problem is your opportunity. I believe that you are greater. I believe that you are bigger. I believe you are more powerful than my problem. I believe there is no broken heart you can't mend. There is no sin you can't forgive. There is no relationship you can't restore. There is no, there is no wound you can't heal. Lord, I believe that you are glorious and awesome and powerful. Lord, I believe, and we worship you. And so open our eyes today to see our weakness through your greatness. In Jesus' name we pray.
Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.